It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hockey! Yeah. Yeah. My favorite. It's Judd's Hockey Show. And indeed it is Judd's Hockey Show and what has turned into a very interesting July in the National Hockey League and obviously for the Wild, Zolgad uh, co-host Declan Goff. And we are joined now, pleased to be joined, taking some time from what I'm sure is a very hectic past month or so, Bill Guerin, GM of the Wild. And Billy, appreciate the time. And we got plenty of questions because th- this July is probably going to be one of the most interesting as an executive that you could possibly go through. It's it's sort of like there was no time to decompress, right? Stanley Cup comes to an end, and you are into moves, you're into buyouts, you're into expansion draft, the draft, and all that good stuff. Yeah, I mean, we were pretty much waiting at the starting line for the for the Stanley Cup to be awarded, and then it was kind of go time. So, yeah, it's going to be a busy three weeks, uh, three-plus weeks. Um, you know, J- July is shot for us. If, if you, if we had any plans of doing anything else, but working, uh, those are, those are, those are gone. Um, but it's great. You know what? There's a lot to do. There's a lot, uh, a big challenge ahead of us. So it, it's, it's great. All right. Let's start with the news of Tuesday, which was huge news. And Bill, I want to break it up this way. So the Parisi buyout while expensive and, and certainly a, noteworthy move was not surprising. Like, I think that we all knew that in some way, shape, or form after what happened in the playoffs with Zach being scratched for the first three games, that he probably was not going to be back. The Ryan Suter move, I think, to everybody, including it sounds like like Ryan himself, was shocking. Um, when did you decide to make these moves as a package deal? And what what has been the reaction that you've heard about making the moves simultaneously with Ryan being included? Um, I think we probably solidified the, uh, our, our answer, our decision probably a month ago. Um, you know, after, like I've said, many discussions, a lot of meetings, a lot of, uh, back and forth. Um, you know, it, it, it took a long time to get to that decision. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, you know, these things aren't easy. You know, we knew it would be shocking. We knew not everybody would understand why, but um, it made more sense to us, um, more sense to me uh, to do it together. And it's a little bit cleaner where we can just part ways right away. And, and you know, like I said, like turn the page and, you know, we, we have to keep we have to keep making changes and in, in, in an attempt to get better and, and eventually win a Stanley Cup. And Bill. So 
on Suter especially, it seems to, to me that you, you obviously went through a tough transition there this past year with Zach, where his playing time decreased. He became a, a healthy scratch. And I mean, Zach Parisi at his height was a star player. And I think that it's probably very tough for guys to get their heads around it if they weren't role players at some times. What happened to him? How much did you look at what happened to Zach and think that while Suter is still an effective and good player, he's also 36, he's going to be 37 in January, and you wanted to avoid that? Because I do think that there's a big difference between taking like a third or fourth line guy and changing his role and taking a one-time star player, which both of these guys were, and changing their role to where their ice time is significantly reduced and or in Zach's case, they're not playing. Yeah, it, it's definitely difficult. It's they're those are tough decisions to make, and they're extremely difficult on the players. Um, when you're when you've been in one spot for a long time, uh, you you've you've uh, like you said you've been a star player, and then you're asked to uh, you know maybe not play every night or told you're not playing every night. Your ice time is cut. Um, that's it's very difficult, and um, you know I, I thought Zach did a, a, a good job of it uh past last year but you know looking at it looking at the players you also you also don't want to hold them back you want to give them an opportunity to go hey look you know what we know zach wants to play more we know he wants to to be on the power play again you know what this has given him the freedom to do that and and same thing with ryan you know what ryan's ice time was going to be cut significantly and you know what we're giving him the freedom now to go and and, and do what he feels he needs to do. We're doing what we have to do. We're worried about our team and the direction that we want to go, and we had to make some difficult decisions. Billy, it seems too like it, it seems like the the culture, and not only the culture, but the the trajectory of this team has changed. You know, Miko, Eric Stahl, Jason Zucker, the old, they're the older guard has moved on. You have new players like Kirill Kaprizov and Kevin Fiala, and then even, you know, Marcus Foligno, the Beninos, Ian Cole's coming in, you know, kind of changing things up a little bit. Did the impact of of the room or the chemistry of the room affect the decision also at all to buy out Zach and Ryan? Nah, you know what we well, not really affect the decision, but we liked the direction it was going. We liked the um, the 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 feel of the room. The it seemed like the guys had good camaraderie, and and I think we've gotten good results from some of the moves that we have made. Some of the you know what? There are good people going out and good people coming in, mm-hmm. um, but it, it needed to change. And and you know, I I felt like that we really needed to continue that. And it's it's going in the right direction. And um, you know, just a, another another step in 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 change. How much, Bill Guerin, does this also now um, empower people who, for a long time, probably? had the ability to lead and be important cogs, but now, you know, with especially these two gone, but Koivu as well, you know, Felino, who I, I think has become a great player and a guy in your room who's fantastic. Spurgeon now is captain. How, how much does this also take a step towards telling those guys, the old guard's gone, like this is your team now. There's no question about that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, these, these guys have to realize that. And I've spoken to 90% of the players and, Hey, this is their time. You know what? This is something that our, 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 a lot of our players have wanted more responsibility, more leadership, uh, you know, responsibilities and things like that. Well, you got it now. 
There you go. So they, we need these guys to step up, and I'm confident they will. They, they're a really good bunch of guys. They really like playing here. They like playing together. And it's, it's something that I have a lot of faith in these guys, and, and they'll do a great job. Here's, here's the, the thing that I like a lot about this, too. Um, sports executives, especially, Bill, often talk about plans, right? I got a three-year plan. In five years, we're going to be great. This strikes me as a move for now because there's obviously going to be some severe salary cap implications coming on the back end in the next few years. But you freed up cap room immediately. Tell me now, is this? am I correct in saying this? This strikes me as a win now. You were going to be aggressively pursuing a Stanley Cup in 2021-22 move. Yeah, I mean, we're going to be pursuing it every year. Uh, this year, we, we really needed to create cap space regardless, um, regardless of wh- whether we did the moves that we did yesterday or something else. We didn't have enough cap space to actually field a complete team. So we had to create something somewhere. This just gives us a little bit more wiggle room to uh, spend a little bit more and, and add a few more uh, maybe higher caliber pieces than we would have been able to add. Uh, two days ago. It's certainly still a task, Billy, but with the expansion draft coming up, do, do you feel a little better going into it now that you've created a couple more protected lists on there, or is it still just um, mental gymnastics trying to figure out how you want to approach this with Seattle uh, having the expansion draft here in about a week? No, it, it felt good that you know we knew we'd be able to protect a couple more guys. Um, unfortunately, we are going to lose a, a good player, somebody that we like. Uh, we don't know who that's going to be, but um, the fact of the matter is we got to protect two, two more guys and that's really important to us. Uh, conversations with Seattle haven't really, you know, there haven't been a ton. Um, and we're just going to kind of prepare ourselves, uh, and be, be ready to go to try to replace whoever we lose. Bill, as far as, um, player, um, acquirement goes in the coming weeks and months right now, What's a top of your list position-wise, and how confident are you that you can fill that? I'm guessing center is the spot, but I'd like to hear from you. Yeah, I mean, this is this is the one I, I, I always struggle with because since the day I walked through these doors, everybody's been saying, you need number one center, number one center. I, I mean, hey, look, we all know the elephant in the room and that, you know, everybody thinks we need to make a trade and uh, – do all that stuff, but we also have a plan. We don't want to disrupt our plan necessarily. If if we can make our team better, we will, but um, there are not a lot of teams out there willing to give up their number one centers or number two centers for that matter, and, yep. and it's a very coveted position. So, we're look, we, we, we did pretty well last year with the guys that, that we had, and I know there are a lot of question marks, and there was a lot of, uh, a lot of doubt, but we had a pretty good year, and, and if we have to do it by committee again, then we'll do it by committee again. The name that, of course, keeps co- coming up, and you can't talk about individual players, is Eichel in Buffalo. Um, is that is that the type of big game hunting we're talking about here, potentially, though, without putting a name on it? Or would you, if you get a guy, is it probably going to be a little bit more of a cost-control guy as well? Because... The one thing that I look at w- with an Eichel contract is the cap hits that you're going to incur because of Parisi and Ryan being gone obviously makes his contract would mean that you would be really top heavy if you got a top line, top paid player in the coming seasons. 
Yeah, it's honestly, Judd. It's really tough for me to comment on it. That that's a it's it's a player on another team. I don't really want to get too far into it, but I guess there are a number of different ways we could go. And and um, you know what, I'm I'm comfortable with either. You know, we we could stay the course. Um, you know, we've got some good young players, and like Matt Boldy, we got Marco Rossi, who's a center. We don't know what these guys are capable of yet, um, but they're very very highly touted prospects. So they could be the answers and we don't want to just start shipping off prospects and draft picks and this and that, just to kind of take a stab at things. We want to, we, we have a plan. We have a process that we want to go through. Um, so we'll see what, what comes in the next, uh, in the next few weeks. And Bill, do you envision too that Marco Rossi after his health scare is, is going to be hopefully ready here for training camp and competing and being on the ice with you guys here in St. Paul in about a couple months? Yeah, he'll, he'll be ready. He'll, he's, he's working out 100%. He's on the ice. He'll be ready to go. Um, you know, he missed a lot of time, though. So he's, mm-hmm. he's going to need to, uh, uh, you know, he's going to need to play a lot of games. He's going to have to catch up. So. Uh, we're yeah. Look, we we have to be patient with these guys and just make sure we do the right things. As far as the uh, Kaprizov and Fiala negotiations go, Bill, where do those things stand? And I take it from the comments I've read from you, uh, the Kevin Weeks tweet about Kaprizov was a little bit over the top. As far as as I think he tried to imply that things had stopped or broken down, and you've come back and said that's not the case. It's not the case at all. You know what it. I don't know where that came from. Uh, thought it was irresponsible, but um, hey, that's that's for another day. Uh, no, K- Kirill's agent and I talk. We, there's been nothing closed down, nothing shut, nothing cold. We're we're talking, and you know what? These these are complicated deals. They're 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 big deals. It's a lot of money. It's it's Kirill's career and his life, and he wants to make the right decision. It's not. It's not just from our side. So, and the same thing with Kevin, you know, we, we just really got going about 10 days, two weeks ago with Kevin, <coughs> excuse me. These, uh, uh, they take time. You know what? They're, they're, they're very big decisions for us. They're very big decisions for the players. Um, you know, we, we just want to, we all want to just come to, uh, you know, an agreement that both sides are, are, are happy with. Last thing, Bill, um, because you you talked about this at the press conference on Tuesday, you've obviously made moves that with some are not going to be popular because, you know, it's a lot of familiar people have jerseys, fan favorites now who are gone. You've won two Stanley Cups as a player and two as an executive. What do people need to understand about the overall building of a team? And I mean, on and off the ice about what it takes to win a cup, because the Wild had really good players, and I think as far as on the ice, it looked like a fun team. You've clearly come in, though, with a vision and knowledge of, of what the steps are in the room and on the ice to what it takes. What do we not really sort of get? Because in this town, we've had hockey for a long time, but we've never seen a Stanley Cup paraded around. I mean, it's, it's really tough. I mean, I, I think this is a very knowledgeable fan base. Uh, I mean, obviously, it's, it's it's Minnesota. People people know the game. I think the uh, a hard thing, and you know, I look. I was a I was a hockey fan too before I played. I I, I loved the Boston Bruins. I, I I loved all their players, and I couldn't believe when they left town. But 
things have to change. You know what? Players, players get older, players slow down. Um, and there's, there's a, you know, it happened, it happens to everybody. You know, we always say father times undefeated, you know, the, the, uh, the players of today are not what they were, you know, five, six, seven years ago. They're just not. And we have to move on. We have to, we have to make changes, even though those guys have done so much here. You know, a lot of the players that have, have left Minnesota, they're good players. They were, they were good players. I'm not saying they're not good players now, but we need to move forward and get better. And we can't do that if we just keep doing the same thing. It's, it's really tough because there's, it's like, a, you know, yeah, look, you, you, you buy a jersey, you tune into the games, you support these guys, you feel like you know them, and then they're gone. And it's tough. It's like, you know, it's, it's, it, I understand it. It's tough. But, and I don't expect people to understand that all the time. And I'm, I'm comfortable with that. I, I, you know, I've got enough experience now to, to know, like you said, I'm not going to make everybody happy. I can't. It's impossible, so I can't worry about it. Great stuff, Bill. Thank you. Thanks, Billy. Appreciate your time. You got it. All right. Take care. Thanks for having me on. No problem. Bill Guerin, Wild GM, with some uh, insightful comments on the direction of this team and the fact that um, I I find it interesting and very satisfying that he knows that he can't worry about the fan base because Mm -hmm. that's the most important thing. And... um, he had interesting comments. So the one thing that I suspected, and he confirmed, and and I don't think he talked about this yesterday, um, Dex, that I think is why this move, like I think there's a lot of reasons why these moves were, were made in tandem and why Suter was surprisingly let go. But he, him flat, Bill Guerin flat out saying his ice time was going to be cut. Yeah. Because we're talking about a guy that played at one t- at one point, what, 28 minutes per game. Yeah, he was he near was, yeah. the league lead. And I think last year he was still yeah. at like 22 to 20. They, yeah. they brought it down a little bit, but it wasn't eliminated. Um, and he said it was going to be reduced significantly. And I think after seeing what happened with Zach and how it's not that Zach didn't try hard, but he was disgruntled. And, you know, if you had bought out Zach and then you did the same thing to Ryan and, and, you know, Kalen Addison's playing a bunch, which he probably should. He's a kid. And Ryan gets disgruntled about that. You're sort of going to be doing the same song and dance again. So that's a very interesting answer. And I thought insightful into why this move was made now. And there was not like a year more when the cap hit wouldn't have, or the cap hit would have been different because you wouldn't have absorbed any this year. Yeah. I mean, you're, you were going to have to cross the bridge eventually. And I think that's what Garen was basically insinuating at that. Look, we can, we could play Ryan again next year. He can be here. He can play under his cap hit, but Eventually, that dead money is just going to continue to spread out. So let's just take care of it now. And yeah, I mean, fourteen million against the cap for basically you know three seasons here is going to be a challenge for them. Um, but if they build out their roster correctly, if their prospects hit in Boldy and Rossi, who are going to be making chump change um, for three seasons, that's that's going to be a win for them. So yeah, it's it's an end of an era. I'm still it's still trying to process it. I mean, it was a shocker. It was a big shock. To see both of them looped into that buyout yesterday and after our immediate reaction, even 24 hours later. But I, I think Bill Guerin, even just speaking with him right there, has a plan. He absolutely has a plan of what he wants to do here. And I, I think he's on the right track. Well, and I do like the fact that this definitely empowers a lot of people who probably got more power last year. Mm-hmm. Um, but now it's definite. Enjoy a weed-free summer at the lake, courtesy of Aquaside.
One easy application of Aquaside pellets can eliminate weeds and lake muck. Aquaside has been trusted by hundreds of thousands of lake homeowners since 1960. Neglecting aquatic weeds can hamper recreational activities like swimming and boating. Lake weeds can also provide breeding habitats for insects. Make your lakeshore beautiful this summer with Aquaside. Call 1-800-328-9350 or go to Aquaside.com. The guy that comes to mind for me, Foligno. Marcus Foligno now is definitely a guy or one of the key guys. And he was, I think, last year as well. But now it's removed. Like anybody, you know, there. to go back to what Mike Yo said when he did his post-firing press conference at like a Caribou Coffee, he flat out talked about the fact that the older guard and the young guard at that time, now most of it's gone, didn't really see eye to eye, right? Didn't get along, had some problems, had some friction. And to win a Stanley Cup, you can't have that. Like you can't, it's not constructive, especially in this sport. And I think Bill knows that. I really do. He's seen what it takes to win a cup. He's been a captain. He's got the background to sort of know what the plan has to look like. And let's be honest. Um, I admire Chuck Fletcher for what he tried to do, and and he had really good intentions. But Dex, in some ways, he built up what was sort of a fantasy hockey league team. Yes, like it's like these these players are all oh man, they can yeah. all score, but but okay, that's great as individuals if they're on your fantasy team. Yeah, but as but as a uh, as a group, when they have to gel, they never came close. And I'm not saying they're snitches, but I also think it helped to have. Guys that Garen trusted in Benino and Cole in that room last year, yep. observing things. And you know, if you call Ian Colden, who was at, who one probably would like to return, but two, he's probably at the point in his life where he's won two cups, so he can observe things as well and say, "What'd you think?" He's probably going to tell you what he thinks. Yep. Like he's not going to be oh, like, yeah. "I can't go behind Zach's back and talk." So I do think they're arriving at putting the puzzle together, and and I hate the cap hits eventually. I mean, there, there's no way not to hate them. But I do think they're arriving at putting the puzzle together in a very constructive way that's going to give them far more of a chance than sort of the previous the previous teams from a few years back where it just felt like it was coming apart and it couldn't be saved. And then at the last second, they'd come in and be like, yeah, but we're going to go on a hot stretch. It's like, oh, it's too late. Yeah. I mean, we've been for the last two seasons basically talking about Prezi and Suter as basically being anchors down. Now, I I, I don't think any of us saw how much of a cliff that Zach Parise fell off this season. We knew that cliff was coming, and that cliff for Ryan Suter could come next season wherever he goes. Um, but eventually we were always just talking about, well, we can only do so much because these cap hits are there. So no matter what buyout or them on the roster, you were limited on what you wanted to get out of this team from building out the rest of it. Always will be. You know, you can go back to the earlier part of the decade when the Grandland, uh, Coyle, Nino, and Zucker, all of them were there, and then maybe not living up to expectation or maybe not them all peaking at the same time. Yep. And yeah, you know, that's going to be probably the biggest miss of that era is those players didn't take the next necessary steps that this team was hoping they would take. Um, so at the same time, that doesn't mean that you have to abandon developing within. Every team and almost every sport is going to develop from within. So the hope is that Boldy and Rossi are even better than the Nino Granlin coils of the world. That's the hope. Yep. I mean, you have three first round picks over the next two drafts. You, if you're going to keep those, you would hope that at least one or two of them develops into an NHL caliber player. And hopefully maybe one develops into a star. Uh, the problem with those prospects is that people just personify, Oh, Marco Rossi was a steal at nine. He should have went top three. We don't know. 
Yeah. And, 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 that, and that's a draft thing. Again, in all of sports, we don't know how good Marco Rossi or Matthew Boldy, for that matter, is going to be. It's fun right. to project they're going to be superstars. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm hopeful of it, too. But th- there has to be, I think, tempered expectations of odds are both of them aren't going to develop into superstars. So the, the cap hits that they're going to take because of the decision to buy out Parisian Suter clearly also show that Bill Guerin's comfortable banking on himself and his hockey operations department to find people to play. And that's going to be young guys to what you're saying. And keep in mind, they hired uh, Judd Brackett as their scouting, their, their head scouting guy from the Vancouver Canucks, who's very well regarded around the league. And so there's clearly, um, right or wrong, there's a confidence that they're going to be able to find guys to supplement and bring in and make third and fourth line players. Because if you look around this league now to win, you can't have one line. You can't have two lines. You probably need three or four. You need depth now. It's just, it's too hard to try and, it's too hard to try and, you know, say, look at our first line and uh, bang. I mean, you know, there's been, Dex, a lot of examples of teams that have been top heavy and you, they're fun to watch. Those first lines are fun to watch. And then they get in the playoffs, and the first line, and that line gets neutralized, and there's nobody else there to score goals. Then you've got teams that have depth and might not be as sexy, but guess what they do? They win. So I think the other thing in banking on the youngsters to come in, and I'm not guaranteeing it's going to work, but I think the other thing that Garen is saying, too, without saying it is, okay, you're saying I'm out of cap room or I don't have cap room, right? Well, guess what? They had cap room to mm-hmm. sign Parisi and Suter. And you yep. had nine years. You had nine years. You had huge expectations the day they signed, and you won two playoff series. So I, I think part of that plan also, and and you know what else? Look who is not a big July 1st, which is ordinarily the opening of free agency in the NHL. Look at who is not a big player. Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay makes some great moves. Um, and they develop players, but if you look at their blueprint, they ain't a July first. Let's go hog wild team. Nope. And and they got cap problems too. Yeah. So I do think that there is a lot of things that probably embolden Garen in the wild and saying we could talk all we want about cap room and can you sign Parisi and Suter or trade for Eichel? But at the end of the day, do those things really work? And I think the answer is no. And the most important thing, and you're right, the most important thing is your draft, Kaprizov's. From from your draft, Fiala's not, but you got him in a trade from your guy from a guy yep. from your draft, um, and the, the amount of picks that they have in the first three rounds last year, which was four, right, and this year it's five, and those were picks that, quite frankly, Chuck Fletcher would trade away like candy because he was trying to stock up guys, which was fun at the time, but this is the anti Chuck Fletcher, yes. like this is the this is the if we have the talent coming up through the pipeline. And they're on their first contract. Guess what? They're not going to do cripple your salary gap. Mm-hmm. I mean, and we did this during the pandemic. We went back and looked at the drafts. But I mean, look at the last six drafts. Twenty fourteen was Alex Tuck. That would have been nice, but you traded him away. Twenty fifteen was Joel Erickson Eck, turning into a nice player. That looks like that was the right pick. Twenty sixteen was Luke Cunning. He had a nice little season in Nashville. And I know analytics hate him, but he is. I still think a very Important player is is he going to live up to fifteenth overall potential? Maybe not, but still a very good player. But you don't have money roster is the point. Correct. You had no first or second round pick in twenty seventeen. Yeah, that's the problem. Twenty eighteen was Fleep Johansson. We don't know. I'm going to trend that. That's not going to help. No, that was terrible. And then the last two have been Boldy and Rossi. And those are the first two where you've literally looked at back-to-back yeah. drafts. You said, okay, looks like we have something here, and looks like we're not going to move those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and rightfully so. I, I I don't think that they'll. 
um, that they'll move them either. I, I think it would make more sense uh, to keep keep them around. It yep. would. I, I also think with a better scouting department, Dex, that it's important too that Garen and his staff now are accumulating a lot of what we could consider to be high lottery tickets, right? Yep. Because like with four picks last year in the opening three rounds or five this year, now if you whiff on one, you still got four possibilities. So the point is because, you know, Chuck moved those things like it was no problem. And so so to go back to the drafts you're citing as well, it's like, well, if Erickson Eck doesn't pan out, there's nothing else there, right? Like there's no other first round pick. There's no other. So we we were talking about a lot of potential draft picks but they weren't in mass. And now these guys are going to bring in guys. So so if one of them flames out quickly, you've still got an opportunity where three might develop into decent players or one might be a star. Yep. So that's what I like about and I I think that's the answer because I have heard a lot of people saying the cap the cap's going to kill them. I mean, they're going to be there there was a feeling Yesterday on one of the shows I was listening to as I drove to Garen's press conference on Sirius that like they were dead. Like this is going to be they're going to be dead. What are they going to do? Well, if you have the young players that you're bringing into the pipeline and Boldy develops and Rossi does. okay, it still hurts your salary cap, but it's not deadly. And and you aren't, you know, Parisian suitor. I mean, heck, Declan, look at this. okay? And for the thousandth time, I'm not criticizing it, but look at what the history says. Parisi, Suter, Cousins, Donaldson. All very exciting, big name, big free agent, big payday additions. Last time I went to Target Field, the Twins haven't won a World Series with Josh. Last time I went to U.S. Bank Stadium, there was no Lombardi Trophy. And the Wild won two playoff series. Yeah. So clearly, I know it's. I know the splashes are fun. We love them too because it leads to the reckless speculation lifestyle. Yes. But clearly it's also not the answer no it can be part of the answer if you bring guys in but if you're going to bank on july 4th 2012 as the magic wand that wins you a stanley cup we learned a lesson yeah, it ain't it, it ain't and and again you have to build through the draft and then you have to be savvy with free agent signs you know look at nelson cruz for the twins that's a savvy free agent sign it what didn't break the bank and he's turned into one of the best hitters you know, I'll even loop eric stall eric stall was a great signing cheap. at the time and he was cheap you're three right. years cheap and he and he exceeded expectations yeah. and then some. So perfect th- that th- those are the, even though we always get kind of frustrated over like, Oh, I really get the mid tier guys. Well, if you're Minnesota, you're not LA, you're not New York. Yeah. Like, we, but do I, you want to be is, is the question yeah. I, I'm saying. I don't think it results in titles. I think more often than not, it doesn't Yeah, supplement through the free agency process. That's sure. awesome. But you build through your draft. That's right. Like if you, if, if you're like, we're going to go out and we're going to trade for Eichel and then we're going to sign this guy and it's going to be great. And we're going to go hog. Wild, it's going to be a fun day of free agency but or, or trades, but it's not going to happen. Correct. So, anyway. All right, thanks to Bill Guerin. Great stuff from him, the Wild GM. Um, I will be back when now, because we got the protected list coming out this weekend, so we should probably yeah. do a show at some point off the Wild protected list, which, by the way, Bill Guerin was not going to give us, so that's mm-hmm. why we didn't spend a ton of time. But um, probably back on what? The weekend to do that show? Yeah, we'll, we'll do something either on the weekend, uh, reacting to that, and then we'll also be live uh, the moment the expansion draft goes down on uh, on Wednesday to, to break that down as well. So we'll have we'll I've got to talk to my secretary about that. If secretary, I'm huh? Stella? I'm not sure I'm available. Is Stella, Stella yeah, she's got a good in? job now, yeah. Okay, good for her. All right, Stella, pass, shoot, score.
He knows you once ate an entire sheet cake. He knows your selfie life isn't your real life. He knows what goes down on the DMs. Shouldn't you know your dog better? Now you can learn his inner secrets with Embark, the highest-rated dog DNA test. Unlocking over 350 breeds and screening for over 215 genetic health risks. Go to EmbarkVet.com and use promo code DNA. That's DNA to get $60 off an Embark Breed and Health Kit or Purebred Kit with free shipping. That's promo code DNA to save today.